Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. We're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. You know, I don't like the winter, so it's not a good time to be in the heartland, but it is a good time if you're a political enthusiast like I am and and Alan is and our next guest, Grant Culp, who you're going to be meeting here in a second, uh, joining us here on America's Healthcare Challenge. We're going to talk a little bit about the the State of the Union, but then we're going to assess the race from both sides. Grant, are you there? Good good afternoon. Welcome to the program. Hey, hey Sean. It's great to be here. How is the great state of Wisconsin treating you right now? Uh, it's good. You know, Illinois was doing great yesterday, and Wisconsin is doing a little, it's a little chillier today. Did you get a chance to get your uh, Wisconsin fish fry? I know that that's really important to you. I did have my Wisconsin fish fry and my potato pancakes yesterday. Oh, so, yeah. Great that's... way to start off the uh, the uh, three-day weekend. Oh, totally, totally. Uh, you're going to be watching the shows, I presume, tomorrow, the Sunday morning shows. But let's take a look at uh, your thoughts on what you saw this last week with the latest Republican debate and also the State of the Union. Anything catch your attention? Uh, the State of the Union really did not catch my attention. It was uh, I could have pretty much written a speech myself. Um, so it really was nothing really new in there. Um, but the, uh, um, the, the real entertainment of the week was from the GOP debate. Who do you think did well in that? Um, I, think, I think a few folks did well. You know, I think uh, Donald Trump came above expectations for, you know, for a lot of folks. Um, I think Rubio had you know, some of his good moments. Uh, Cruz kind of put himself in some tricky positions. So, and, I mean, it was, uh, I mean, it was, an, it was a good debate, um, much, I think, better than the one CNBC had a few, uh, you know, about a month ago. But, uh, yeah, I liked it. I mean, it, it was longer than, uh, you, know, I, you know, when I started looking at my watch about two hours into it, I think it ended about 1030 um, Chicago time. So, I mean, that, that was a pretty from eight, that's about two and a half hours. That's, that's a pretty long debate. So, but at least they were shooting some fireworks off in it. So it seemed, uh, you know, much more entertaining. Right. Hearing your assessment correctly, not you know, it sounds like Trump did well. Would you say that he won the debate? I mean, or, you don't have to go for a winner, but who do you think lost? I don't think Trump hurt himself at all during the debate. Uh, I don't think he's going to come back and look at where he's going to have to reassess anything for his campaign. I think Ben Carson really, I mean, he was, you know, again, he was trying to make a joke that he was, you know, almost sleeping during it, and he, he really was kind of, you know, I, I don't think. Looks Carson like he's is, sleeping sometimes normally. Yeah, exactly. I don't see. I, I think what we're going to start to see is a lot. You know, he still has, you know, some decent numbers in the polls, but I, I, I think we're going to really start to see your a uh, lot of your Ted Cruz, your Rubio, and some other candidates really take away at that, you know, chunk of, uh, you know, polling points that Ted or that uh, Ben Carson has. I really just don't see him going that, um, you know, staying staying around that much longer. But then again, people said that about Donald Trump six months ago, and he's still, you know, number one. So, Grant, this is Alan. Um, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, the debate exchange between uh, Rubio and Cruz on Cruz's flip-flops. Mm-hmm. Could you talk a little bit about that, and what do you see 
happening uh, after that with some of the more controversial flip-flop positions that Ted's taken over the course of his Senate term and his presidential campaign coming out. And I think one of the interesting uh, parts about that exchange was even how, you know, Cruz was defending himself, and he said half of what Marco just told you is false. But then again, you have to look at the other half is is Cruz is even admitting that it's, that it's true, and, and a lot of those flip flops, uh, you know, are are not are not great, you know. So I mean, you have to look at especially with where he's changed on a lot of his votes for, you know, he's clearly wants to keep the support that he has in Iowa, and he wants to grow it. And there's one way to do that is especially when you want to talk uh, corn ethanol and renewable fuels are out there. Well, and that to me is one of his biggest flips that I've seen is how he said he's against ethanol. Uh, and renewable fuels in Iowa, and then here in the last week or so, he come back and said he supports it. That's a big problem for me uh, when I'm, uh, a, you know, looking at the different candidates, and I've got candidates out here that you know are acting like Mitt Romney all over again, and they're flip flopping. Well, especially when someone wants to portray himself as an outsider, but he's making a calculated decision within three weeks within one of the largest most important uh, caucus elections in the country. Right. And, you know, I've been talking with uh, several people in the Iowa GOP, and they said they expect a 25% larger turnout across the state than uh, in 2012. So it's going to be massive. What do, you, do the uh, and folks you talk to, do you know if they're, who they're planning on caucusing with? Uh, I, the last I saw, I saw 75% of those that are planning on caucusing have not made a decision. And so I think that, you know, as Mike Huckabee and Rick Santorum and others have said, Iowa voters usually break late. And so probably here within the next 10 days or so, we'll start to see massive swings in a lot of those different things, wouldn't you suggest, say? Or are the the polls pretty much where you see they're going to stay considering Donald Trump's in the race? I think, you know, some of them are going to stay pretty much relatively the same. But then, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I think you're just going to see Ben Carson's numbers really deflate. And I think you're going to see a lot of those numbers just transfer, you know, maybe maybe to Ted Cruz, but also to Marco Rubio. I don't know. You might have some over to Trump, given Carson and Trump had, you know, that kind of similar bromance uh, early on in the campaign that Cruz and Trump had, but clearly don't have any more. Um, but so I think you're going to see, you know, Ben Carson's numbers deflate and kind of, um, you know, push out towards some of the other candidates on the stage. Do you see any dark horses coming up through the middle that might surprise some people? What about a guy like a John Kasich? Uh, I mean, you know, I, you know, you have to look at Kasich has a great record. You know, a lot of what he's done in Ohio, you know, he's a congressman. Um, you know, he's been around. He's very articulate. Um, I think he just needs to maybe, I'm not saying say show more energy, but you know, he was, you know, he didn't really get a whole lot of time in the last debate. His first debate performance was great. He really came out and impressed a lot of people. You know, that first debate, uh, you know, when, when Carlin was in Cleveland. Great... It was in Cleveland, though, too, wasn't it? That probably helped. It was in Cleveland, so that he did get the house stacked. But then again, you know, he, he still did a great job in the debate. True. True. Um, and, and then also, you know, I think, all, you know, a lot of folks do, you know, I have a lot of friends that, uh, you know, support Carly. They, you know, she did a great job in you know, the first undercard debate when she was clearly seen as a winner of overall. And then in, in her first uh, primetime debate, she did a great job. Um, but so, you know, she's, you know, out there. So I think, you know, some folks think that she could be a, 
um, you know, dark horse, given that, you know, there are a lot of uh, women Republican voters. You brought up low energy. Hate to go there. But uh, how do you see Jeb Bush uh, playing out in Iowa in the next uh, early races, early states? Yeah, I think, you know, he has he has a lot of money um, and, you know, he's got a super PAC. So I think he can weather the storm and see what happens in Iowa, New Hampshire, possibly South Carolina, and then start to see what other decisions he needs to make in his campaign. I think he has enough money in, you know, in his nest that he can keep the campaign going and, and kind of wait it out. And then maybe let's see if, you know, you know, a few candidates, some of the undercard candidates, but if, if the field narrows down like it always does after the first few states, you know, he has enough money to reassess where he's going. And then, you know, he does have um, a decent amount of a large donor base. So he, I, he has the tools in place that he needs to, to kind of ride out the storm. So we haven't even talked about Chris Christie yet. And what do you think about him and some of his, you know, kind of controversial comments? Because, you know, he said that he didn't support uh, Sotomayor for the Supreme Court, but then it came out, you know, in the newspapers that he did and he was pants on fire. What do you think his his chances are from, uh, you know, focusing so much on New Hampshire and Nevada? Uh, yeah, I think he's, uh, you know, obviously given the, the money that he has, uh, in where his organization is, he does have to focus, you know, make those, you know, make it very surgical. Um, but he does, I, I do think his message does resonate with a lot of uh, folks, you know, uh, being a governor, being an executive, having to make decisions, uh, you know, and, you know, and then going back, he's, he always, he's great at making the point is like, look what happened the last time we elected a first term senator, uh, so, you know, to the White House. So mm-hmm. he, he, he can really, can, you know, kind of contrast with that. Well, so I think he does have, um, there are, there are a lot of folks. I mean, he was. I mean, you know, back you know, you know, just a few years ago, he was one of the largest uh, um, fundraising resources for the uh, Republican National Committee and the Republican Governors Association. Everyone wanted him to come keynote at their addresses. So, I mean, and, and a lot of those events are you know filled with the top party donors. So he does have you know if he can continue to if you know if he uh, impresses everyone in New Hampshire and a few of the later states, you know, he does have a relationship with a lot of these large donors that could gra- could gravitate towards him well, so he and, could, you know, have energy to Super Tuesday. Well, and I think that, you know, he made an interesting observation, and I think he made the first or second debate where Cruz and Rubio were going at each other, and he's like, this isn't the Senate floor. Absolutely, yes, correct. And so I absolutely enjoy when he jumps in there and says something like that because it isn't the Senate. It's Christy a presidential race. Oh, yeah. yeah. He yeah. said it several yeah, times. And he said something about, he was talking about, they're seeing who dislikes someone's amendment that never became law more, you know. He's right. like, you know, we're, they're debating words on, a, words on paper that aren't going anywhere. It's something, you know, I'm paraphrasing. But, yeah, he, it really resonated, you know, um, to that. So it's kind of like, you know, how Ted or Marco Rubio had that great line about, I'm sorry to interrupt this episode of Court TV. <laughs> That's a great line. Hey, Grant, we're got, running up against a break. You mind hanging around? For Absolutely. one more, I'll be, I'll one be more here. segment. Got on, so. We've got. Um, let's see. We've we've touched the Demo- the Republicans. When we come back, I want to talk about the Democrats. A lot less to to discuss with them, but also since I have two congressional experts with me, both of whom who worked for the U.S. House of Representatives, we're going to talk about repeal options. Should Republicans win the White House in 2016? I can't go anywhere without people saying well what's going to happen to your business sean if republicans win the white house and repeal it will they be able to do that we'll talk about it next here on america's Healthcare challenge next Just to breathe.
Sometimes I need you to stay away from 